Is it killing anyone else? <laughs> Just you. Okay, here we go. It is drum roll. It's a song song. You remember that song? This thing right here. Talking about you remember that song. Nobody, nobody heard that. Uh, what well, guys talk about? Get a chance, listen to it. You know, <laughs> who is one. it by? Uh, Cisco. And where is he from? <laughs> Check it out. No, like, like, what's his origin? Like, has he always been a solo artist? Was like he in a group Ooh, or something? Trivia. Oh my God! Why are you doing this to me on my own show? Please. You don't Drew know. Drew Hill. Drew Hill. I had to think oh, about it. Wait, you said that like you was guessing though. I wasn't guessing. I knew it was Drew no, Hill. I just guessing. needed a second to remember. You no, was guessing. You needed a minute to, to get she it was together. Guessing. It was just like when you said that, I was like, oh my God, do I know? And then I was like, I know. Your black card was about to be revoked. My black card forever getting revoked. <laughs> I'm really bad with names though and recalling things. So I'm just like, right, right. Okay, I know so what it is. All right, right here, we're going to get a quick intro. Um, first of all, hey guys. Well, I know it's been a, it's been inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little inconsistent. I apologize. You know, it's just been a lot going on and it's with everybody. Everybody knows it. So, um, but I uh, want to, let's start with, okay, we'll do intros first. So we got Dan, the finance man Damn. back on the show. Hey. Damn, Daniel, back at it again. <laughs> Damn, Daniel. <laughs> Oh, Sound shit. effects coming soon too, y'all. Wow, Don't even really try. <laughs> yeah, you really with the show. I need you. I need you to get a bigger budget. You know, uh, if you're a fan of the okay, show, well, the sound effects is coming soon. We're gonna put it in the group chat and yeah, see what, what we budget. can come up with. Uh, and then we have the lovely Miss Christy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> She's so proper. And of course, Reed, yo, the co-host. Yo. It's Reed. Can give me a second? Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, Christy, it's Reed on the show. Um. Anyway, so we start every show with gratitude. So we're going to go around the circle and just name something that you're grateful for. Not me. I don't start, so... Usually, I'm always the one who has to start, and I'll just say um, I'm grateful for the two Michigan State Troopers who let me pass them today, going above the speed limit aggressively, and didn't <laughs> come get me. You know, shout out oh, to nice. them, kudos to them. I think know. that was your last gratitude, wasn't it? It was something with the cops or the road or something. Yeah, it probably was. I'm usually on the highway going very fast and, yeah. you know, just letting me go. I appreciate it. Yeah, shout out to them. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I will go. Uh, I am thankful that no white person pissed me off today. Okay, wow. Yes, I know how this We're taking it there go. a little early, but let go, yes. Christy. <laughs> it's crazy. I was actually going to, I was going to say, I'm grateful for those who checked on me, those friends who checked on me. It's been a rough past three days. Yeah, in for the black sure. community, especially. So, for grateful sure. for those who checked on me. Definitely. Um, I am grateful for my job. I probably said this last time too, but I'm really grateful for my job because, um, just with everything going on, like, first of all, you know, money is a, that's like an number one stress damn near in America. Damn near a rare commodity. You know, so Always. it's just like, I, if I had to layer on top of worrying about, you know, unemployment or being on furlough or anything like that, I would, this would have been a much harder situation. It would have been a long couple months for me so i'm so grateful for my job i won't say the company because you know who knows <laughs> they might come after me or <laughs> i don't know but uh, i'm definitely grateful for that so um 
But yeah, everybody else, everybody else. Everybody Wait, else. hold on. Let what? the people know because like we did a show not too long ago and you know, you're on your own now. Okay. You have your own like let the okay. people know what the fuck is going on, Jazz. Okay, I have my own platform, yes. Yes. Where hang, can you hang, be claps, fa- hang claps, hang claps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang claps. Sound sound effects effects coming soon. Sound sound coming effects. soon. Where can you be found? Don't even trip. Um where SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Google Play. No, we're nope. not doing Google Play. Not Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. Spotify. And Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts coming soon. All right. Um. So, yes, just, you know, Jazzy's X-World or whatever, and it'll be an easy, quick search. Boom. All uh, your episodes. All the episodes will be on there. Um. It's a newer platform, so give me views, give me views. No. But listens, give me. Listens, shares, shares comments. You know, uh, just support, support. Jazz is giving away $50 to anyone who goes back and listens to every show and tells her, like, something important from each show. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. So, and, and that's on me. That's on baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but, um, it's been, like, you know, like, like I said, we had the podcast the last time, and I don't know. It was just kind of like getting back into it. It was a different environment. I don't think we'd ever use that environment any, and you know, before. So I'm not really sure, but you know, I just didn't feel like my heart was in it or just didn't, it didn't sit right with me, you know? So I want to come back officially with this one. Okay. And what, and what better to do it. And damn, I don't want to say this on the podcast. Kalamazoo is kind of like one of my hometowns, a second, a second home, unfortunately, somehow. I don't Damn, why that. you say unfortunately? <sighs> We all fuck. I think we all fuck with the zoo. I mean, yeah, but you know, I didn't want to say it. Good old Calabama, though. At the end of the day, (laughs) it's good old Calabama. Um, uh, but with some of my favorite people, so it's good. Um, I want to start with a flashback. I haven't done this in a while. We're gonna do a flashback year. We actually only gonna flashback to 2019. (laughs) Okay. So uh, I mean, right. flashback. Okay. I could post, if I post flashback Friday of a yeah. picture from last year. That's valid, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you valid, whatever. Same okay. concept, right? Okay. All right? So 2019. How? I mean, so much has changed so quickly, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say was your biggest take back from 2019? Like, what was your the biggest thing that happened to you? Your biggest learning or whatnot? When you think of 2019, what is the first thing that you think of? Daniel. Aww. (laughs) Daniel. You're super cute. (laughs) I found the love of my life. Okay. Don't piggyback off her. I'm not even trying to be cheesy. No, like, seriously. Right. Right. I spent the year before really coming out of some toxic shit, Uh finding myself, learning myself, growing up, graduated college, got my first job. Like, trying to stay focused on hand that. Claps, hand claps, hand claps, hand claps. Hand claps. <laughs> like, just really trying to grow up and trying to figure out. Um, no one taught me what a relationship was, so I was trying to figure that out on my own. And then last year I met Daniel, and everything everything makes sense. Oh, my God. Ooh, this is, bars. This is getting, I got a little chill. Like, how she just ran into everything I makes know, sense. I like, know. you know, it's everything for real. makes sense. I'm like, like, I felt okay, that. okay. All right. Well, Daniel. Right. No pressure, baby. No pressure. No pressure. I was just speaking. <laughs> I, I was watching the game, and you know, I see Bron do whatever. And they realize. No, there's, there's actually two things about um, last year that really remind me, or what made it such a memorable year. One, besides meeting 
Christy, which was unexpectedly met through a friend and um, learning how to love again, being single for six years, right. um, and then deciding to trust the process mm-hmm. again um, and finding somebody who matches your energy. Um, because I had made up in my mind I was just going to be the single uncle forever. I know. Uh, <laughs> so that was just going to be me. Right. Um, and then the the other thing was public school and business that I learned that I needed to take more steps to prepare myself for my next goal. Right. Um, which means I need to have more control. I learned a lot from my interactions. You know, I had some real good success with bars and restaurants, and I recognized that um, you're still black, and no matter how good you are in your business, you need to have more control. Um, and even right. when I had some of the great success that I did with um, bars, still got them pulled because of white owners who didn't want to deal with the black community. Right. Um, which led to 2020 and me finally doing a full-ass banquet where I owned everything. Right, right. So it was just learning experiences. Talking about AfroFest? Yeah. Shout Afro. it out. I'm Why sorry, my bad. Man, I, I, told, I told your ass every goddamn show you were here. Talk your shit. What is going it's on? It's AfroFest. Um, this last year, um, did it at the Kalamazoo Institute of Art. Um, great banquet had 160 uh, people sold out mm-hmm. again full banquet 10 black vendors which was the first time doing that um, doing the the catering the bar staff at Christie and some other great friends helped out with the process designing all the tables and to me it was my first event where I owned everything right um, so yeah there was a lot more stress in it but with for me in that learning process learning I don't have to ask anybody for anything I'm the right. one who calls the shot so right. that's um, to me was one of the most empowering things and then getting up there and speaking in front of people who had been rocking with me from the very beginning when I only had 20 people at my party right um, so that was very um, enlightening and seeing them come with me along that journey um, and also being able to inspire them to do the same things as well hand claps Hand claps, hand, hand claps, claps, hand claps. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys had great years last year. <laughs> my, my year last year was fucked up, okay? I was fucked up. It ain't no way to sugarcoat right. this shit. You know, uh, we like that sometimes. <laughs> lost the job at the end of 2018. That shit rolled over into 2019. Had to go back to a job making significantly less money than what I was making. Um, I did have a good, you know, few few spots here and there. Took two trips. Broke as hell, but took two trips. You know what I'm saying? Went to Miami, went to uh went to Vegas. But last year was just more so learning experience, um, as far as dealing with life on a day in and day out basis. I think that kind of gets overlooked because most people like tend to just look at certain problems and focus in on them and like just going through life on a day in, day out basis is just a whole nother thing to deal with. Like the routine of getting up, going to work dealing with coworkers, this, that, and the third. And then behind all of that, the small problems that come with that. So it was just a learning experience just to, you know, no matter how you feeling, no matter what happens, you still got to get your ass up and right. go get your money and do no, what you got to yeah. do. Definitely. Uh, 2019 for me was, I guess, a learning experience as well. I mean, I was in, it's weird now, like even with like Facebook memories and whatnot to think about, wow, my life was totally different a year ago or just just a year ago um because 2019 um that's when i got into that i totaled my car 
Yep. You know, that's when I totaled my car right at the beginning of the year, right before I went to school. I already didn't know, literally went to school not knowing how I was going to pay for it. I mean, I had to pay a lot of money out of pocket, you know, to go to this school. Had no idea how I was going to pay for it. Totaled my car. Had to get a new car. Car got impounded. It was just a lot, like, right in the beginning. It was crazy. Um, and then I was just doing school. I was working full time, do, going to school. So I worked like seven to four, something like that. Go to hit the school four forty-five to ten. So that was for six months through uh, September. Um, I was in a relationship at the time. It was, you know, it's toxic. I'm not really gonna go into it too much. But then ended really badly by the end of the year, um, and I was just fucked up at the end of the year. Like I was real fucked up. I was like, dang, you know. Um, but thank goodness for great friends, you know, to kind of keep you on, you know, on your air toes. Horns, air horns, air horns, <laughs> air horns, air horns. Friends you through, you know. I got, okay, wait, do we need the sound effects? Wait a minute, that was kind of good. The, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it. <laughs> but uh, definitely great friends and family. You know, my mom was came down to see me pretty much every weekend, you know, in December, so. Oh, also, funny story from that year. One funny story. Went to Vegas on a last-minute trip. Forgot my phone. Missed my first flight. It was a last-minute trip to Vegas. I booked it, like, one week before, so you know the ticket was very expensive. Booked it one uh, week before. Was supposed to go to uh, the airport at, like, 6 in the morning or something like that on Saturday. Me and my sister went out. Me and my younger sister went out to the bar. Got wasted. Um, drove responsibly, you know, got to set a table. Got wasted and drove responsibly. Yeah, no, we got an Uber. You know what I'm oh, saying? With okay, responsible okay. transportation. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to show her how yeah. it's done. Context, my nigga, context. We're taking an Uber, you know, but um, we got wasted. And then I was asleep. We overslept. I don't even know. We should have just, I already have my stuff packed. We should have just went to the airport. And slept at the airport? I should have just went to the airport right from there, pretty much, you know, but didn't overslept she woke up i swear she was nervous she was like jasmine i don't know what happened <laughs> like i don't know what happened like and i was just like man but i couldn't be mad i mean we both overslept you, you didn't miss flights before right yeah i have missed flights before so i just figured it was gonna work out didn't work out to the next day went out with her and her boyfriend that night you know partied so you, repeat repeat uh. but i lost i left my phone Left, left, my left phone your phone when you went out? When I went to the, the airport, airport, didn't have my Dang. phone. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Jet setting with no phone. You cannot be ki- Like, this has to be a joke. Luckily, I have my iPad. So I got on my iPad, got on Facebook, told my sister, like, told told my sister to contact Talanda and I'm like I gotta like you gotta get in touch with my friend because I need her to know because she was picking me up from the airport. Right. Get off the plane. No service. I'm sick. I'm literally sick. I'm like, how is this even going to end? Because I don't even know. I'm already basically doing a one-day trip in Vegas, and it's just crazy. So uh, literally, I just got my, I went to the bathroom, got my luggage, and I just walked outside. Could have been any door. I just walked outside, and Talanda was right there. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, okay, thank thank goodness. Look but at God. Won't he do it? <laughs> he <laughs> did he, it for you. Won't he will? You know what I'm saying? But I, that was crazy. That, so that was like the end <clears throat> of uh, 2019. Hmm. Sounds like we all had some interesting years. <laughs> yeah. Some sound a little better than others. But yeah, these, these, two, these, two, are, these two are great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you know, I'm not going to point no elbows. You know what I'm saying? 
it's fine. I went last, so wasn't like <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, for starting that out. Like that. I'm glad that y'all went first. You know, we're so happy for Black Love on yes. this podcast. Hand one claps. time for the one time. Hand yeah. claps and air horns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that one. Um, so, all right. So now we have a couple on the show. First time. Oh yeah. Air Poking horns. Pride. <laughs> this is a Jazzy World podcast first. I didn't even think about it till right now. Yeah, let's start some arguments. Yeah. But, no. <laughs> but we usually do some relationship advice from the singles, but now we have both perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. I would say uh I have some relationship advice to offer. Uh even for singles or whoever. And it's just say that shit. Whatever you feel and say that shit, you know, get it off your chest, get it off your chest, like, and just kind of like think about it for a second. Cause I had like a situation I'll say, and, um, I was in this situation. I was, uh, bothered by a certain, you know, something happened. I was really bothered by it. Didn't say anything, kept thinking about it. And then I kind of like, just, it kind of just blew up. I didn't say, say to them, but I kind of was just like, realized I was more upset about it than I real, you know, had thought. So then <clears throat> talked it through, again, great friends, talked it through, and I was like, wait a minute, okay. So woke up, like, you know, hey, X, Y, and Z, very peacefully, very calm, and, you know, and they just gave a straight answer, and I was like, and it wasn't what I thought. So I was like, okay, thank God, you know, but just say that shit. And after I said that, regardless of what the outcome was going to be, I just kind of felt like a weight lift. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right. And that wasn't even that bad. And everybody was just honest, you know? So I just say my relationship advice today is just say that shit. All right. I don't I don't have relationship advice for people in relationships because I'm not in a relationship. So I can't <laughs> give advice for people in relationships. But what I will piggyback off of Jazz and say is like, um, let your pride go. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Say that you again. Know? Say that. I think that's what's to be said to what Jazz said because – yeah. It it takes a lot out of a motherfucker to admit and truly tell you how they feeling. Like it's one thing for I can tell you how great I feel. I can tell you how happy and excited you make me feel. But it's hard to tell you like, God damn, you get on my motherfucking nerves or god damn you fucking up. What are you doing? You know right. what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's gonna come out one way or another. Exactly. So like <laughs> you said, think about it first. Right. And you might need to know it. I mean, not, might need to word it. Look at talking. <laughs> I need to might need to word it in a particular way, depending on who you're talking to and in the situation. Right. Like you should know your personnel and know how to like bring things across to them. But at the end of the day, you should definitely not let things fest and just like get it off your chest. Because at the end of the day, man, like it's gonna come out one way or another. So that is true. And if you wait, it's gonna be just one day. You're gonna say some shit. I feel like if like, you wait, it's gonna be a debate. Because you're gonna like, be like, you know what? Actually, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Just come yeah, in. Passive aggressiveness. Yeah, like, just yeah. too much. And I hate that shit. Just be direct. Say that shit. Um, do you guys have anything to say on How this How does topic? the couple feel? <laughs> you guys I, uh, do this shit. Yeah. I've never been successful, so. <laughs> we'll let, uh, we'll let Chrissy go first. Okay, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I have to go. I yeah. wanted to hear what you said. Oh, we'll let but, Daniel go first. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing you guys say, think about it, and that is very important of, how you relay this message because words stick with people. So remembering that, um, I think more importantly, you've got to have a comfortable, safe space. One thing me and Daniel continuously say to each other is that we feel safe with one another. We don't feel like we're going to lose each other by anything we say or how we feel. And so we're honest with each other, but we're still kind to each other. 
granted, we don't have any problems that I think either of us come to each other with that's just like offensive to either of us. But but you feel safe. We so have you, a safe you space. Have, you wouldn't have those problems. Yeah. Because you don't feel like the relationship and I know is it's not coming from in a, jeopardy. A you know, place. Because that's going to cause anxiety in a relationship if you always are feeling like there yeah, might be you, you can't know. say anything. Exactly. For sure. My advice is patience. Uh, because I think that people people have a false reality on what a good relationship looks like. Um, we don't profess to to be perfect in stuff, but it means that every day is something that I'm working towards the next thing. So I'm it's a slow process. We've been dating almost a year now, and still learning new things about each other and what I mean by my patient that sometimes even when arguing is being patient that I don't have to give you a response right now because I need to be able to get my words together right so you got to be patient until I'm ready to respond because we have learned that one of the reasons why couples have so many issues is because you anger angry so you're gonna respond with anger and then you say hurtful shit so now you backtracking the shit that you said but that's not what you you meant to say it but the problem once you say it you can't take it back right um and then sometimes you know about being patient is that um you got to recognize is this a real concern of mine or am i just in my feelings about something else and that's the thing that you have to know the difference between what to bring up to your partner and what not to so to me it's patience and time and, and saying that okay we got time to like work out stuff and whether it's a year from now or 20 years from now, you're still going to have to keep learning new things about each other. Yeah. I definitely back up the time thing because, um, just, uh, giving yourself that time to think, um, you, you allow yourself the opportunity to figure out what are you really angry at? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There might be a little thing, whatever. And now you're super upset, but you're like, Whoa, I'm really upset right now. What am I actually, angry about so that way you can better articulate and say okay this is the issue so I'm gonna address this I'm not even gonna say anything about this because that wasn't really the issue this is what it comes down to this mm-hmm. it leads to this insinuates this or whatever this is the issue so this is what I'm gonna say that's key yeah that's very important knowing what you're actually upset about mm-hmm. which goes back to Daniel of not just firing off as soon as you're angry right absolutely Dan said like feelings and uh it was this older black guy. He, he gave me a speech. I won't get all into it, but it was mainly about feelings and emotions and not letting your feelings drive your emotions. And that pra- I mean, that practice comes along with just patience. You know what I'm saying? Because like, mm-hmm. you could be feeling some type of way and it sways you some type of way, but if you can control your emotions and your mannerisms and, and how you feel about some things, after you let it stew for a while, nine times out of ten, like you really come to understand if the situation's that important to you, and it also reflects upon you looking at yourself, like, yo, is this something I even need to really be tripping over? Exactly. You it's know like, what I'm saying? Kind of like control your emotions. Control yeah, your like, life like type of thing. put yeah. yourself in check sometimes. Yeah. Like, just don't be so, just don't be so quick to jump at is another person for making you upset. Worth the energy. Right, yeah. right, right. And Period. you can I? And, oh. oh, I'm sorry. The oh, the oh my god, that was was so cute. And Dan kept going. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. I know I know him well. Yeah. And we're compatible enough to where I'm just like, well, 
It works out. Damn. I stop. I cut. I catch my. You call, you stop, but you're like, well, well enough to know that we. That's what he's gonna do. So <laughs> you petty. Sometimes uh, you have to yeah. ask Dan to stop. Talk, like, yeah. let me say my thing real quick, Dan. <laughs> I like, know when to check him and when I'm just like, baby, go on. Because I know that's his personality. Go ahead. Uh, my my thing also about relationship advice is you have to wake up every day wanting to be in a relationship. It is something that you have to choose and say that I'm going to give this my all today Air and horns. tomorrow. When I wake up, it has to be like, yep, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to go to bed. We can't go, you know, and be angry. And even with like, you know, we'll get angry. And then literally five minutes later and I come back out and say that, that's not really what I meant. I don't really know how to like communicate. Well, what was we actually like talking? Then we recognize that. Oh, we just had a miscommunication. Yep. This was we wasn't even on like right. it, what we what we thought we each other were saying because that's what we heard. That's really not what the issue was. Exactly. And and literally, we just need to slow down sometimes. Absolutely, you know. For sure. I want to segue into my advice, Ooh. Um, which is don't settle, because a lot of times we talk about how do you handle negative situations or arguments and things like that. And I do want to point out, while we have had moments, of course, mm-hmm. we don't argue a lot, but that's because we know ourselves. We've taken time to know ourselves and learn ourselves, learn what we accept in relationship, learn what red flags are. We've recognized that people don't teach us these things, so we're teaching ourselves learning together. But also, within not settling, I have found someone who I'm, who I'm compatible with, who I know he has not given me red flags and I'm like constantly wondering, is this actually something I need to be in? Like it's a safe space. It's loving. So that's why it's easy to get up in the morning and say, I'm going to try this because I've given, been given no reason not to like, I feel happy. I feel very loved. And I hate that. We feel like we constantly have to be relationships where some days is up, some days it's down. It's okay to wake up and just be up. And it's okay that if you're with someone, you're constantly feeling down to say, Nope, I'm not going to accept this, and I'm going to go on to something else because then I found Daniel, and then you're just always up. Hand claps, (laughs) claps. air horns, (laughs) bombs, everything. So don't settle. Right, absolutely. We're going to have a a conversation off the podcast about red flags because I just don't seem to understand. I don't know if I'm colorblind. (laughs) Sometimes I feel a little colorblind towards the red flags. I I think people that produce red flags might not have a good time seeing red flags, maybe. Huh? No, I'm just. I'm, I'm, just a, I'm a red flag. <laughs> I'm throwing jab. Look at her. She's Are like, nigga, what? Oh. One thing I will say about red flags is I had to take a minute between the red flags and just being by myself to think back on stuff and be like, okay, that was a red flag. Right. However, had I jumped into something else or had I just been out here like not trying to get that off my mind, like I know I needed to sit down and think about it. Right. And when I sat down and thought about it, I was like, okay, this is what I'm willing to accept. This is not what I'm willing to accept. If he says this, you probably don't need to see him the next day. You probably should block him just then. Right. <laughs> so I did have to take a second to think back on it because I feel like a lot of times we like to just rush into getting away from it. And sometimes it's okay to sit with your emotions right. and remember, and that's about learning yourself, loving yourself, and then that way you can love the next person. I think sitting with your emotions is one of the best things to do. Like sometimes stewing in it and like really just like attacking it like, really shows you how much it means to you. Because, like, if you just, like, ah, oh, fuck this shit after, like, five right. or ten minutes of really, like, critically thinking about it, nah. But right. if it's something that hangs with you all night, and right. I wake up and I wake up in the morning, like, fuck, all right, now we got something. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. people just, 
And it's a microwave era, so everybody just want to, you know, Wait. 30 seconds and ding. That is, cr- that Figure is true. Figure out why you feel the way you feel. And is, it is what, you know, what she has said a minute ago about the whole just being up in your relationship is one of the things that we talked about, which was weird for both of us, is that I've never been in a relationship where it's just it's just happy every day. Like, because we, cause we, we see on social media, it's always told to us that, if you don't have struggle, your shit ain't real because that's that's the that's way that you get. That's what makes a relationship. Yeah, is that your relationships go through things. You can't that, be happy that without Gucci, being like sad. Gucci, yeah, yeah, that's your nigga. Your nigga gotta gotta cheat on you. Y'all gotta have like a baby out of like whatever. It's gotta be something like crazy that borderline y'all should break up, but then y'all still stay here, and. That's you know right. the the shit that's like right. I no you can just be happy. Woo child, all this relationship talks gets me to my next segue about hot girl summer. Don't oh. <laughs> oh. 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 I'm in a relationship, <laughs> but I one thousand percent support hot girl summer. Lord. And my new thing my is ladies. a, a cartwheel emoji. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I you, love the car yeah, rhythm. I ain't yeah, used it in a while. I've been yeah, in a relationship. Sent me that, but I'm like, look, <laughs> that's a, my nigga. Shout out to my girls. That's a, hold it down. Back on her bullshit with the cartwheel emoji. Well, only two out of four is. people can really talk about this. So what? Yeah, I, I'm, how can I have a hot girl summer? You can have a hot boy summer. You can have a hot boy summer. Somebody told me that. That's what I mean. Hey, no. Hot boy summer sound like an STD to me. I feel like because it happens. I used to have hot boy summer. She don't believe me. I was out here. Sweets. Hey, my nigga. The nigga's name is Saved by Tequila, bro. Like, Dan is a legend in my I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's what I see my friends do that. And I'm like, y'all need to settle down. Shut up. Y'all need to settle down. Get you a good black woman. Sit at home. That's all I do. I sit at home and I think about my good black woman. Okay. You got it. Do y'all think the last hot girl? Well, first of all, first of all, back up. First of all, that's a trash ass song. What? Hey, that's because dollar sign. Hot girl summer. Y'all don't like dollar yeah. sign. I'm not ever going to talk about Meg Thee Stallion. I'm with Spicy. it. I'm not. About what to was talk trash about, about it? I'll rap it right now. <laughs> okay, go. Hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to fast forward to the Nicki Minaj part. <laughs> what was trash about it though? I didn't the think it coolest. was trash. I didn't understand hot girl summer with Tyler Lyle That's what saying. everyone says. What's the issue? It was a good song. It was good. I was. It ain't for you. We liked it. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, people can talk about it. Do you? So I missed the last hot girl summer. You know, school relationship. Uh, Yeah. Thank goodness we're in a new era. (laughs) No. Um. But uh, do y'all think the last girl that last hot girl summer brought the Rona? You know they said that in the memes. Might be true. <laughs> Are we gonna blame women having fun for the, on the run? No, no, no. Don't give them, right don't give them any more ammo, please. Right. We already aren't allowed to <laughs> have fun. Please, Lord. Because they don't have hot boy summer since you know the beginning of time. Right. So, women right. get one summer and it's like, oh, that's what that sound that, like STDs. Is that what a run? No, no, y'all had freak neek. Oh, you man. was there too. Y'all was there too. Right. It wasn't yeah. just the females, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you. I feel I'm gonna like tell you. Hot girl summer. It was empowering. It's a Even mindset. if you weren't out here, it is a mindset. It's a whole mindset. Yeah. You it's know? just about like remembering, like love yourself, girl. Get out here. If you want to shake some ass on Instagram Live, do that. Right. You know what I think when I think hot girl summer? I think after sex, a woman getting up, putting her clothes on, and leaving me where I'm at. 
You know what I think and when I'm I think hot girl summer? Just rolled up in the covers, wondering said, what just happened. You said me. right afterwards? Yeah, right after. I'm oh, talking yeah, about yeah. she went in the bathroom, exactly. cleaned herself up. <laughs> exactly. Like you heard the toilet flush. Like, <laughs> you know, she came straight out and grabbed her jeans just like I would. <laughs> and I'm like, where are you going? And she like, going to the crib. And I'm like, <laughs> what? What do you mean? You're leaving? And I'm just like <laughs> in the bed still. Like, and I'm naked. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even cleaned up yet. And you already heading out. You tired. You I love down. how y'all say just <laughs> no. like I would, but you're also no, uncomfortable I, with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I kept it real. <laughs> Shit, goddamn. Hot girl summer sound like uh, your Uber's outside. Like Ooh. she just told you your Uber. Period. Like that. <laughs> Period. Yeah. See, now, Uber, Uber outside like, is. And the you new... need a cash app me for it. Damn. <laughs> so, so to tell Say you, the cash yeah. app, baby. Just going <laughs> ahead. To, Thank you for coming over. To, to tell you why that shit was so trash with hot dollar signs, because real <laughs> ass <laughs> nigga. Real ass. No. No, real ass go. nigga give a fuck yeah, about I a bitch. I wasn't fucking with it, but it was yeah. mixed. I tried to let that part. I'm it is like, mm-hmm. what it is. This some five star dick. <laughs> this is the chorus, the hot girl summer. I don't understand what this guy. I mean, he he had to represent for the men. Yeah, I mean, I'm with it. <laughs> no, you what? <laughs> I feel you. She's though. a big old freak. It's a must that I hit. I'm just saying. No, I was. So that's like hot boy summer too. It's just hot. Whatever. It's just hot. It's hot out here. It's It's a hot hot summer. You know what I'm saying? I know I felt myself defrosting the other day. I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Lord, you was on defrost. The walk get a little different. The winter baby on defrost? Yep. I'm like, okay. Oh, I ain't got no scary sight. I'm like, this is uh, possibly scary for sure. Which one needs juice? Here. I I didn't use this at all. I just you want some lemonade? I got hey, some baby, lemonade. Yeah. We're preparing a shot, y'all. Sorry. One second. Oh, we yeah. Gonna, I'm supposed to be taking a shot. That's why this we gonna, uh, sip of Tito's is here. Toast. Henny, Henny who? My favorite toast. Henny how? Henny who? Fa- <laughs> favorite toast is to the good life. Because why not? Like, why would you not toast to the good life? Right. Salud. Thank y'all. Salud. Hey, Salud. all right. Ooh, man. I didn't think this one through. Hold on. Mm. <laughs> Woo. All right. Air horns, hand claps. Like 2009. Ugh. Yeah, like, like your Uber outside is the new like niggas or women pulling up their pants and heading out. <laughs> Swear to God. I'm not gonna speak on that topic. <laughs> Cause yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, um, when I was out here, okay, they was reckless. They don't give a Damn fuck yo. about it. No, hey. really. Hey, <laughs> so no, 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 you know what though? The most reckless kidding? thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> the most reckless thing to do is this though. Is like, say I got over there like maybe like 11, 12. We do the do up to like 2, 2 30. I pass out. When I'm up at like 4 30 trying to get up out of there. Cause like I passed out with you now. I'm like trying to dip. Like, nigga, what did you want? That's the most disrespectful one of them all. That's like either way, vice versa. I think right Either after it's kind of expected, but like right. if I like, oh, I just laid down with you. You had the one little arm, you know. You got you got comfortable. I got up. You thought I was taking a piss the whole time. You hear that bell clinking? Door knob jiggling. Because if you don't wake up, don't worry. I'm gonna lock the I'm gonna lock the bottom lock on my way out. Hear that at four in the morning? Lock the door. Come lock this door. Hey, come lock this door. Hey, don't have no shorty, and I tell him to lock the door. Uh, uh, tell her lock the door. Hey, hey, I'm like, though, 
They up at four in the morning just watching cartoons you know and shit. Lock this door, little man. Hey, hey, hold on. <laughs> oh, what, what you watching? Big Ben 10? All right. What you want? 10 nuggets? All right. Cool. <laughs> petty. I done had petty days. Petty Watt, Petty Watt. But no. Day. Yeah, they said that the uh, the uh, hot girl summer brought the COVID. So leave women alone. Let women have, let enjoy that, things. Like, come on. But we're going to go. So we're going COVID. Mm-hmm. A lot has changed, you know, obviously. Has um, it? Or did niggas just get spooked for 60 days now they want to come outside? I don't know what you're even talking about. I mean, talking about it's COVID. Like a, it's like a whole thing, you know? This is the first time that the country shut down. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. like this is the first time. Yeah. Things so. are still definitely different. Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you think is going to be the biggest change life after COVID? Uh, people's insurance policies from their jobs. Okay. Yeah, mm. deep, right? Yeah. So... I work where I work. I won't get into all of that, but I work somewhere where we can't work from home. And I'm an essential worker, quote unquote. I work for the government, whatever. Cool. Y'all let y'all think about it. Anyway, when the shit kicked off, we've been going to work as normal ever since. We had N95s first popping off beginning of May, gave us some cloth shit, kept us, like, had us keep rocking. We're bringing in more people. Like, you would think it would be less people. No, we're bringing in people about 100 mm. to move what we need to move. And I really think, and I said this two weeks ago on my other podcast, and I'm going to say it now. And it's a part of COVID, but it has to do with the, 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 the shit going on with the police shootings and black people dying. It's back to business as usual. It's back to normal. A month ago, had I asked everyone in this room, would you be outside protesting if Wop the band popped off? You probably would have said no. But... I give you damn near a 20% unemployment rate in this country and 60 days being cooped up in the house later and niggas is outside. We don't care. And all of this seems just like a programming to me. This That's just me personally. Programming for? What you see. What you're seeing in the media. It's back to business as usual. It seems like last summer all over again with black folks dying because of police brutality. We're out protesting, burning shit down. You know what I'm saying? White folks is killing black folks. Police is killing black folks. I don't quite folks. remember a protest like this. This They were protesting the looting down in Ferguson. This well, just happened. Well, well, remember is that, I don't know, for some reason, once Trump got into office, it's like protests kind of stopped for like two years. You didn't really have, True. You didn't really have shit happen for two True. years, but it, but it primarily happened because Trump was so strict on his backing up police officers True. that I felt like it was like a fear shit that like if y'all niggas get out here, I'm letting them go loose on y'all ass. Because right. you had like Ferguson and that whole summer that was hot. And then like once Trump got in the office, you had like two niggas years of just silence. And, they, but, but and even though shit was happening, but black folks weren't going out on the streets. But I don't even yeah. think that niggas was chilling like that. I just don't think it was that publicized at the same time. It was more so about Donald Trump and immigration. It was all about Donald Trump. It was about getting this motherfucker out of office. Like all the shit, like you said, it was still happening, but that's not what the mainstream media, that's not what Facebook and Twitter was feeding us. They was feeding us Donald Trump. It was about getting this nigga out of office. Like all this other shit going on, but let's get him out of office. Now, like I said, after 60 days of sitting in the crib, because I'm not one of them people that's been cooped up in the house. Right. Mm -hmm. I've been out in public, going around as normal, it's been business as usual. And I just see the different things and the different changes. And that's why I'm saying it's back to business as usual. That's why they trying <coughs> to reopen shit. That's why, unfortunately, we're dying in the media the way we are because 
that's what they were showing us, and that's what we were going through. I'm gonna stop you for a second because I want to go here, but I don't want to. I want to get life after COVID going. You know what? When I was on your brother's podcast, he had like a really like assertion with uh, people talking with multiple people. I think I'm gonna do that. So I'm about to cut. If somebody has the floor, they have the floor. You know, or whatnot. Not saying it towards you right now, but I'm just speaking. I was just like, it came into my mind, like, okay, Chrissy has the floor. Read, then you know whatever. My so. brother influenced you, kind of Fuck. a little bit. I was was I was just thinking like as we were uh, doing, I'm like, okay, hold on. He said, "You wait a minute." They got the floor, anyways. So, cult life. What do you think is the biggest change that's going to be after COVID that you foresee, uh, Christy? Um, I hate to sound so pessimist pessimistic, but. While I don't know where you were going with everything that you were saying, the back to business as usual does pop out just because I do recognize that there is still a pandemic. Virus is still out there. It doesn't dissipate. That's not how things work. Right. But at the same time, places are reopening. Now, your local news producer speaking here. (laughs) One, I think people need to pay attention because people say this is what mainstream media feeds us. I'm telling you right now, I wrote a story today that would answer all of your questions of exactly what your health officials are saying mm. that would tell you you need to stay in the house. Now, Air horns. just because things are reopening, it is it is on us to do our own research and do our own reading. But unfortunately, there are a lot of things that are grabbing our attention. So I know that I'm biased because my job forces me to look at those things. Right. Um, so back to business as usual, I say, because if we were really concerned about what was going on, things would not be opening up and we wouldn't be so selfish right now um, because you'd realize a hundred, we've reached 100,000 deaths and we all know that's undercounted, most definitely. So I don't think we'd be such in a rush to get out here and play golf or celebrate things and birthdays and things like that. It sucks, but unfortunately you have to be uncomfortable and I think as Americans, we don't typically be forced to be uncomfortable right. and that's why we're reopening things but we're not reopening things because it's safe because in Montgomery Alabama right now they're talking about they have two ICU beds open on a good day so yeah and then you I think about the demographic but I don't there. know what's going to change think about the demographic just yep, coincidentally in Montgomery Alabama you know mm-hmm. um what did you say damn I wanted to stop, uh, touch on something that you said you you what did you say about the demographic in Alabama what what was your point behind that that is Mainly black, right? Yeah. See, that's what's pissing me off. Like, this virus didn't start here. You mean to tell me it's that many black people in China? Or that's what Trump says, right? Dan. <laughs> I mean, so, like, black people always me, suffer more yeah. when there's things like that that it, happen, though. And that's my because fucking. Because we're the most unprotected people in this country. And that's so my of fucking. Of course, when things attack your country first, it's going to hit your first line. Exactly. And we're, it's always going to be black people. Yes. We don't that, have health insurance. We don't live in places oh that clean up after us. We don't do those things. <laughs> because that's my thing. Like, I feel like this whole fucking COVID shit was a whole new reintroduction for white folks. Or anybody who's not black to hate black folks. Right, right. Like, first y'all was scared of... Go ahead, go ahead. I know what you're about. Go ahead. For for me, when you talk about um, black folks in it, that what I see happening after COVID is massive poverty increase. What people don't understand is that all these folks, because yes, 100,000 people have COVID. 1.7 million, I mean, or... 
100,000 people have died from COVID. 1.7 million people have COVID, meaning they're being treated. All right. of those people, and plus the 11 million people who have been tested-wise, will all get medical bills that are not in, and when you talk about the black community, we don't have health insurance. We, so we, <clears throat> even in our household, we I don't have health insurance. Right. So we worry about, like, I'm afraid to get COVID because, like, if we all of a sudden It will literally treat- take you under. And yep. that kind will, of bill will, will literally fact, take you under. It says 40 to 45% of Americans will be homeless by the end of 2020. We spoke to uh, the mayor, mm-hmm. and he says all of the shelters are filled. Right now, with the way that things are going, the city of Kalamazoo is not prepared to handle an influx of homelessness. No. Nope. So again, sorry, Nothing. your local news producer speaking right. here, talking to your local leaders, that is fact. 40 to 45% of Americans will be homeless. Right now, the homeless shelters are filled. Right now, there is no plan as to how we'll handle this homeless. Well, there was never a plan. There was no, there wasn't a plan for COVID. Like nobody, I have watched like a documentary, and there was like a small town doctor. So there's a hospital, it's small. There's one doctor, right? She's like, you know, this was pre-COVID, some pandemic shit, whatever. So I don't know. Not I don't want to get into conspiracies, but. Uh, this was pre-COVID. They're doing this documentary about pandemics. And she's like, there's absolutely no way that our staff can handle a pandemic. This documentary literally started with her and her husband, I would assume, um, were sleeping at the hospital. What? It looked Man. like a, it looked like almost like a bedroom setup, but they were like sleeping at the hospital. And she like woke up, rode out of bed and like was in the hospital. And I think one of the things that I, I hope that people are paying attention to about not voting the Republican and conservative ideology in our economics that it was fine until we have a pandemic. And then you recognize that these rural hospitals mm-hmm. or Mississippi or anything else like Florida, which still hasn't processed millions of people for unemployment because the system is so old or Michigan, where you had to wait so many hours on the phone and days to try yeah. to get in, you know, to the system is that these systems, because we have this whole idea that, you know, corporations not paying taxes and that everybody's not paying taxes for anything, but then you recognize there's a reason why we had these things in place. So then now, once the pandemic comes, there's no money in the coffers. There's no anything else. We broke all of a sudden. Yeah, is that all, you know. We um, broke, there's money for the airlines. Yep, and then then you say, and then you say with, with all of this shit, and you say, why the fuck, so we, so we were tricked into believing that we need to have lower taxes, but nobody would know, just like when Trump, um, talked about getting rid of the payroll tax for next year. But what people don't understand, the reason why they want to get rid of the payroll tax is because Social Security and entitlement programs come out of the payroll tax. Right. So, and when you talk about your local government, because in how it's um, local governments are struggling, because people didn't recognize local governments make their money off of taxes. And if people aren't working, right. there is no taxes <laughs> to pay for shit. The American system has always been broken. The problem is that it was as long as we could push it onto the next generation and the next year, just like in our roads in Michigan, somebody else will fix it, somebody else. And then now we have a pandemic and you say, we only have 900,000 beds in America. So if everybody gets sick, literally millions of people are literally. going to die because we, we can't do anything. We don't have enough ventilators. Yep. There's then, not enough of nothing because we didn't expect this. You know or, what I'm saying? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, what I how I feel about it, and then we're gonna actually move on. Um, but so I feel like post COVID, if you will, not really post because if there's no end to Chrissy's point. It's a virus. It's not just gonna 
we can snap our fingers and it's gone. You know, there's just no way. Um, I think I've really been interested in like the social aspect and people and how, how they interact. And even if somebody who, let's take Susan, right? Susan goes to work. She has her work friends. She doesn't really do much at home. Maybe not much of a social life, you know. We take Susan. Now Susan's job can work from home. And they're like, you know what? We don't really need to rent this building out, actually. We're paying all this money on this rent for this building. But, uh, so you go home. So now Susan has no social interaction. You know what I'm saying? So that her one her work friends, that was it. First of all, that's a lot for somebody to take in. Some people only need, you know, a certain amount of mix of intro and extro, you know. Introverted, extroverted. Can't say that. But, uh. I just, I don't know for me, and I say that all that to say, I don't know, again, conspiracy, but if there are conditioning us to be more remote because we know it's a technological era and they're always coming out with new things and computers and robots and shit, you know, to do our jobs. And I just don't know. I feel like they're getting us more comfortable with not being around each other to where it's almost weird to be around each other. Now I feel more comfortable <clears throat> not being around somebody. Let me piggyback off that. Because that's my point exactly with back to business as usual. We were already moving towards that. Minus the pandemic, we were already moving towards that. Why do you have two hours shipping from Amazon? Because it's convenient? Because your life is so fucking busy you can't go to a store and shop? Because that puts you around people? Well, let's give you a reason not to want to be around people. Killer virus outside, right? So now you're ready to stay at home. Now you're ready to work from home, right? With a, with a job like mine, robots can replace me. Well, if I show you how to control a robot from the house, you're more likely to make the same amount of money you do going out and doing X, Y, and Z, sitting right there, controlling a robot. It's damn near like Total Recall or Blade Runner or just one of those sh shows where or movies where... But then you don't control the robot anymore. Now it, the robot has learned your job. Right. And it, now, it needed and, you for a second. To learn it, to learn what to do when this happens or what that happens, but now it doesn't need you anymore because it's conditioned. It's you yeah. know it has a memory. Yeah. So it has it's on the robot. Yeah. It's a well, computer. To, to what I, a different perspective okay. on on that same like topic mm -hmm. for me being. I know where you're about to go. Yeah. Can I just say really quickly about the conspiracy theory? I think they'll take advantage. People will take advantage, but I don't think anyone could have predicted that this was like we're gonna have this happen. And this is what we're going to use do this you moment. Think, do you think that? No, I don't think. The virus? I think we yeah. give people a little too much credit uh, with conspiracy sometimes. Like, I know motherfuckers like are smart. <laughs> right. Motherfuckers ain't that smart. Like the amount so while of they most definitely will, will take that. advantage of that, and I see where you're going, and mm -hmm. I'm, I don't want to ever, you know, I don't know. No. I can see people taking advantage and not becoming that. I don't think that people are smart enough to say, we're going to do, so you we're going to have this virus. So we talk about want to condition I people. We talk about work at home. I don't necessarily let, think let me people say this. Because they could have figured this. another way to do that. So you, don't right. think, so you don't think that somebody with a billion or a trillion almost now dollars could have the capacity to, um, I don't know, produce a pandemic? I feel like that gets into knowledge that I don't have. Okay. So I, I don't want to answer Hand that. Claps. <laughs> Hand claps and um, air horns. But I will reiterate, I think we give humans a little too much credit of what they plan or think of or what they're able to create. 
And you've got to think that while, yes, you might benefit and you might act quickly, quickly, people might be dumb, but if, if everyone dies, there's no one to sell to. So I don't think someone mm. would, their, their first thing when mm. they come into a meeting is, hey, guys, I know the way to increase Rewind. sales. Mm. Let's, let's that was a bar. If everybody died, who go buy this shit? Rewind. That was a bar. God yeah. damn. He said, if peop- everybody's dead, who can I sell to? That was the rewind. If everybody's dead, who can I sell to? They need a certain amount of us for sure. Yeah. You need consumers always. I mean, you, but you need workers too. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, I don't know. It's crazy, right? Um, so COVID, okay. Hot topic. Uh even hot, hot topic. And I purposely wanted to talk about this towards the end of the show because uh it's gonna get real serious, you know. But it's a lot of stuff going on with police brutality in the news. Um and Actually, okay, I'm just thinking about this right now. Hold on, Jess is licking her shit. But, uh, Light bulb. One word. I just want one word to describe how you feel about recent situations involving uh, black people and police officers in America and the riots, all that kind of stuff. One, I want one word for the emotions that you're feeling. Um, take a second. Because I don't even know. Tired. That was going to be mine for a second there. Tired. 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 Fucking tired. Danielle? Crushed. Kristen? Outrage? I would just say disheartened. You know? But, okay. That's the vibe here, right? And we are all black. Yeah. So, okay, now now I'm really getting into it. So if switch 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 the roles, right? What do you what do you think if you know white America was in this room? It was four white people. Talking about black folks now? No, 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 no. if they had one word, what do you think? For me, I feel like Niggers. it would be <laughs> Do you think it'll be 50-50? Do you think it'd be one out of three or four or whatever? Like, what do you think? I think, I, for me, I think the the attitude, as I've talked to my white friends who have reached out to me, is that they're confused. The ones who actually get confused on what to do because they, even when I tell them that the, the response is that white America has to step up, but in their mind, they, they don't know what that, what that looks like. Right. So when you say that it is you all's fight to end racism in America, when you say that, they don't know what, what you mean by that. And for me, it means that you all need to be protesting and outraged and talking to media or anything else and saying that these shits are, you know, fucked up and voting out these procedures and demanding and using your privilege in order to get these systems to change. That's what I mean by it, but I, you know, as I've talked to my wife and the constant, you know, thing along, everybody is just confused on, I know this is wrong, but what do I do besides text my, my black friend to ask if he's okay? Read. I don't have any white friends like that. I got a few. Haven't talked to them. We haven't talked about this. They haven't texted me. I don't expect it. You know why? Because they can't relate. Even if they fuck with me tough, even if, you know, they grew up in a community. So what, what one word would you say, would, if I asked them about this, 
what one word do you think that they would say? Fuck. It's it's fucked. It's fucked. It's, it's right. just fucked up. Like it's just it's, it's it's just fucked up. Right. That's it. Chrissy. Um maybe the maybe I have to use one word like we did before. Mm-hmm. You can elaborate, but okay. just one word. I would maybe say inception. I'm seeing a lot of white people <laughs> who I've never heard. Bars. I'm seeing a lot a lot of white people. I'm from Calera, Alabama to give a little background. Mm-hmm. So, you know. From the deep south. Deep south, which I want to take a second. Sorry to get into a little sidebar. Racism, as I've now lived in Oregon and Michigan, please don't feel like it's only in the deep south. Those same things I see in the deep south, I have seen in Oregon, which wasn't even a state. I saw a rebel flag, and right. I've seen it in Michigan. So please don't think it's just in the deep south. Mm-hmm. I would say inception, because for one of the first times, I'm seeing a lot of white people from Calera, Alabama, whose dads are racist, but also mayors. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, another story for another podcast. Talk about George Floyd. I hate that it has to be something so graphic. I hate that they still don't see the microaggressions that they put out. But I will say it does feel like a starting point. Another thing that makes me feel that way. You've got a white man saying that these officers need to be arrested. This is a white people problem. While it's our problem in the sense that we get killed, they're the ones, race is an issue because they created race. They made race an issue. Right. So it's not, I can't clean it up. Ooh, ooh, so it's ooh. nice to ooh, see a white boss. bear clean ooh. it up. Let me, let me say this, because this is a theory, and I might have even talked about this on the podcast, but I know you and I, Dan, have had the conversation. Okay, so if you really break down racism as a word, right? The, um, damn, prefix? No. Prefix? Prefix. Mm-hmm. Ism? Is that the right word? Prefix? Ism. Is an ism? It's something that goes at the end of a word. So you can put, you know, ism at the end of a word, right? Sorry, suffix. we've been drinking. Suffix. That's there what I'm go. saying. Because that's, like, uh-huh. that's not pre, but the suffix ism is the belief in, right? Race. So racism is is a belief in race Re- rather than, okay, accepting that we've come from different continents and have evolved differently as human beings, you know what I'm saying? Just for how we look, we evolve differently from the content, you know, the continent that we are from. So I think racism is a belief in race. So to me, it's like to not have that, you don't, I don't want to say don't see color because that's another story for another time, but you have to believe it's at one race, which is the human race. Obviously we know that's not, that's not a thing that would never be a thing. But I think if you were really somebody, it would just be one race and we all get treated the same and we all put in efforts to get treated the same. But, but can I, s- sorry, can I say, yes, it's not that you don't see race, it's that you respect it. Right. Correct. Yeah, exactly. And even with that, but see the problem with that there lies that even though I can see that you're a human, there's such a long history of, well, you're this. Correct, and I'm oh, not saying I'm not talking about the history because we that's never going to be a word. thing. I'm just saying if you break down the word, you yeah. believe in race, so therefore you're going to see it all the time. Exactly, and True. then and it's gonna, okay to see it, but you need to respect you it. You need to True. respect it. True, and um, we're never going to get to a point where it's just one race and it's a human race, and we're just as peaches and cream. Yeah, and this person is super pale, and this person is super dark, and they're treated the same. Yeah, that. Cause that's I love just my black culture. I, I don't want but, it to go. But, but I just you know want what you to though? not kill me for it. Right, but correct. you know what, though? It's funny that you say that, though. It's funny that you say that we'll never get to that point 
And what you just said is exactly what white folks are scared of. They getting to that point. Yes. They're scared of being a minority. They're scared of being just as common as the next person. They're scared of being or not having as many people around as everybody else. That's all that that's what it is. Not being a conqueror. As, yes. Not being not being a top dog. Like it I want I like my thing behind white people is this. Like white people don't even give a fuck if they ain't got the numbers. They just care if they got the power. Because white people there on just really figured out that it's about having the power and not necessarily the numbers. But they understand that numbers is what drives power. And while they had the numbers in this country to control things, there's so many mulatto babies out here. Shit, the white race gonna die out before anything. It's really weird that I don't really understand why white people want to hold on to whiteness. I don't feel like anybody else, like, like I'm black, okay, but I'm indifferent if there Inside your is community? like if there's abundance of like black folks or there's not or anything else because like yeah, but I've never I've never felt like so passionate that where I have to stop yeah, people at the, the border. Yeah, that I had to stop people at the border because I don't want America to be more diverse and that eventually Hispanics are going to take over the country and we're going to be like Mexico. Because to me, I say if we're more like Mexico, cool, great, shit evolves. I don't give a fuck. Are they are they good? Because we went down to Mexico. It's a fucking great ass time. The mm-hmm. people are great. It does like I don't. I if if my classrooms looked more Hispanic than they were before, I'm not now like offended and say like well this isn't America because I don't know what the fuck that means to me I'm black I don't know what what I walk into classrooms all the time and they don't look like me right so that right. so it's right. Right. it's weird that they have this this fear of and I want to hold on to my my skin color but I don't hear anybody else who gives a fuck and it's but, crazy but see, but super it's quick weird. super quick I promise and it's crazy because uh you are want to hold on to your your heritage, your race to be white so so hard, but yet assimilate black culture. But see, mm-hmm. but see, but see, I I get that. But see, it's I I get it though. I get what it is for white folk because like, so I grew up around the Chicago land area. So I'm gonna give you an analogy. Michael Jordan, the fucking goat. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Bulls from the '90s, the best team ever, right? And when LeBron came along, I ain't trying to hear that shit. When Kobe came along, I ain't trying to hear that shit. When the Warriors, the who beat the Bulls record, went 73-9, and nine, beat our regular season record but didn't get the ship, I ain't trying to hear that shit. It's about being on top. And the thing about being white, and I get it plainly, you got a history of being a winner. Who wants to stop being a winner? And it's not just a winner in a sport or a particular field in life. It's a winner in life. It's a winner in everything. Who the fuck want to get that up? Because, yeah. hold on, before you cut in, if it was us and we was on top, nigga, we ain't giving that up for shit. I've been on the bottom, though, and I wouldn't treat people the way that we're being treated on the but bottom. See, but, uh, Let me say it's, something. It's, it's, but, you, you had, Let me hear the floor. So we um we in our group chat actually had a, a it was a lady talking I don't know her name sorry but it was like a clip from her talking and um it was a white lady older white lady and it was a group of white people it was a white audience right and she was like all right I asked you a question 
She says, stand up if you would want to be treated like a black person. No one stood up. She said, no, you guys didn't understand the question. Stand <laughs> up if you would want to be treated like a black person. Oh, yeah, the video, yeah. Right. And nobody stood the fuck up. Nobody. They probably sunk lower in their seats. And she was like, and that, you know, that that's the whole thing. I can't remember what the rest of the clip was like, but I mean, hello. No. It so was, there's no injustice, yeah. but nobody wants to be black. But they want to say the N-word. Don't forget that argument. And they want to make TikTok videos. With Savage and all the other black shit. Hey, get your ass off TikTok. It's owned by the Chinese government. Okay? I never downloaded it. Get your Not ass off of TikTok. Mind. It's owned by the Chinese government. And once you down, yeah, Jazz, I'm talking but to what, you. Okay, but what does that mean, though? Daniel. So, so look. <laughs> so look. That, you know what? You know what? They, they you got know what? access to your <laughs> messages, your call log, everything in your Leak phone. Leak it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm oh trying to God. blow up. Leak it. No. <laughs> Leak it. <laughs> Toxic as fuck. No. Me? <laughs> really? That laugh. <laughs> Leak it. Leak it. Thank you. If that's going to take the <laughs> podcast to the next level, then fuck it. Exactly. Go ahead and leak the shit. Go ahead. It would, oh my God. No, don't leak it. Change my life. I was talking so much shit right now. Do not leak it. <laughs> <laughs> Do not leak it. No, but, you know, we've been talking just to kind of get us on track. We had to, y'all heard the knock on the door. Yeah, we, we took a break, man. Shout out Alicia, you know. We in here lit. She in here. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Scared as shit. Go ahead. No, no, no. Air horns. Go do ahead. It. Air horns. Air horns. No, no. No, no. Keep promoting yourself. Keep going. No, no. Oh. And give it the people what it is again. Oh, uh, it's Bourbon Curls XO on Twitch. Uh-huh. Uh, IG. What you be playing on Twitch? <laughs> okay. Oh, dated. Okay. Wait, you got a switch? Yes. I got a switch too. You that fuck with Zelda? <laughs> you need to get Zelda. I got you. I, you can add me as a friend. We can do that. Zelda okay. was always my favorite character. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh oh. I ain't got my switch with me. I got Mario Kart Eight though. You got two. You got two joint. Oh, we could do it with the. Yeah. You got she a doing, She doing it so she can be oh, like oh. that's her thing. No, no, no. We can play. Yeah. yeah. You got Mario Kart. Say less. You gotta play her. However, yeah. no Mario Kart is the shit. No, it took like four of us. Jay, you only won. I never, time. I no, never no. got to play. But I won. I period. black kids and black people that play the Japanese and the Chinese games. This is a safe place, okay? <laughs> I didn't get to play her, so. I you was too high, and you still not gonna beat her. Yes, I am. Anyhow, I won, and we're moving on. <laughs> I'm trying again tonight. I've still been thinking about it. Like, Alicia beat me in first place, and they threw that turtle shell. Actually, that was fucked up. That game was that fucked up. Was fucked I didn't like, know we had the, the you switch. You went from, like, first place to, like, fifth place, and the last, home. like, I don't know, five seconds. You got cards <laughs> uh, against uh, cards. What's the name? Yeah. See, y'all got a meme game. Mm. Y'all, come on now. Come on. All right, podcast, let's get podcast. Anyways, Alicia in the building, follow her. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just want to get a last kind of thing. Um, and then honestly, I want to move off the subject because I just feel like we've been talking about it a lot. I don't want to not talk about it, but I don't want it to um, 
Exactly. That was Taylor Words. Well, I mean, we, we, we some good minutes in. Literally, come on, come literally on, right out of my mouth. We're, we're going to keep going on it. But okay. then I have a couple other topics. So that's oh, what I'm oh, saying. Oh, excuse me. The anyway. lead of the show. Look at it. She <laughs> got an old platform. Don't know how to act. So I'm like, yeah, I just, we'll <laughs> talk later. Anyways, so I really just want to, um, we all know what's going on. There's been a lot of things going on very quickly. Um, we got George. We got, we, but there was other stuff going on with the white lady with the phone call and the, you know, and then there's the uh, black lady that oh, got. Central Park? Yep, Central Park Where shit. Where Pete at? Because she was killing the dog. Then we got, um. We got the uh, pregnant lady getting hit. We got the lady in Ann Arbor getting hit. Damn. Like, it's been so much really very quickly. And I don't oh, know the if damn, just... the damn. Who? The damn. Isn't it crazy how things happen? Swear to God, because no. Dams failed in, the two Midland dams failed in Midland, Michigan, up by Flint. Yeah, like six, yeah and nobody just, gives a fuck. But. There's really a lot going on. I really want to speak to the violence and the injustice, though. And I just want everybody to kind of say, uh, what are you most concerned with? And okay, so I want you to say a concern, but I also want you to say a solution to that concern. I'll go last. Go ahead. Because I, I don't, I'm not really with people. Oh, yeah, it's a pro- kind of like we, this is going way back to the beginning. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. But we don't know what to do to fix it. You know what I'm saying? So, concern, problem, solution type of thing. I won't go last. Okay. Go. I think the political divide is one of my biggest concerns. And that's because when I try to think of my other concerns, whether it's injustice against black community, climate change, wages, homelessness, everything that concerns me, I recognize that ever since I've understood politics, gridlock has been such a thing. And the older I get, the more divisive we get as people of it almost feels like a football team of like you're Republican, you're Democrat. And I feel like, you know, George Washington said political um, parties will be, he advised against them. And as much as I hate to quote a racist, because right. <laughs> we all like Trump is me. But anyway, right. um, I do think that's the number one concern because at the end of the day, everything that I want done, when I say I want something done about this, I want something done about this. I recognize that it's become become such a game for some people. And so at the same time Cat that mouth. they're in the Senate or in the House and it's just kind of like a, you know, my day of just playing around and then I'm gonna go home with my money and my family. For us we're dying, whether it's right. by a pandemic, which is something that we've talked about to wrap it up. Right. And um, black lives to wrap that up. We're dying. People are dying. Right. I just wish that there was some way that we could more seriousness and be serious about it and actually get something done because everything's stretched thin, but everything happens, but we never really solve anything. We just move on to the next problem. Right. Right. No, that's totally. And I, I, I think, first of all, I think it's so cute that you said recognize because that's Daniel shit. But anyway, oh, <laughs> I think it's so cute. You've air been horns. You've been saying it the whole claps. time, but I'm just like. I recognize. <laughs> I know you said you wanted to go last, so I'm going last. Damn. Sure. Yeah. So my my biggest concern is that we're going. Speak George yeah. George Floyd is this week, and then we're going to go back to life as normal, and then we'll pretend like this doesn't exist in the black community, and then we'll just go back on to life until the next killing happens. 
Um, the the thing that I hope and look forward to, or just talking about of people, is that looking at these situations, saying that the only way that these things will change is that if we become more involved in the process. There is a big election coming up this year for the Senate and for government and for the presidency. If we want shit to change, we have to decide that we're going to be a part of the process. We cannot expect them to care about us. They won't. I'm not saying that, of course, us, you know, with 13% of the population, but as we have seen with history and politics, they cannot win elections without our vote. We have to actively be involved in the process in order to try to do our part to change the things directly and in our community and then looking at candidates, you know, whether it's Congress or whether it's the White House that align with the values that we have. Should Diddy bring back the vote or die campaign? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, they. I yeah, mean, we used to do. I'll call him. Yeah, call him. I'll call him. Papa Diddy Pop, you know what I'm saying? I call him Sean, but whatever. Because <laughs> I kicked it with him. I call him Sean. Blew that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just totally kidding. That would be just like, I would be. The podcast of Ben blew up. Come on now. Exactly. <laughs> Come on now. Ben getting the paycheck. Air horns. <laughs> Hand claps. Hand claps and the Bombs. Emoji. Fuck you, <laughs> All that. All that. Um, Alicia, did you want to try to say something? I mean, all of those concerns are so valid, and it's hard to pick just one. For me, I think the biggest thing that I'm worried about with all of this. Oh, there you go. Yep. Oh, right there. there. Right there we go. Yep, there we go. Okay. Perfect. Yep. So the biggest thing for me and bring it up a is bit. Thank you. Um, <laughs> kind of like the mental health with all of this, having a nephew that's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, this is a lot. Being in the house all the time is a lot. Um, it's necessary, but it's a lot. Right. And then having to deal with all of the stressors of seeing people like you killed on the street is a is a completely different stressor. So much so that my own leader reached out to me today and was like, "Hey, all of that's that's going on right now with George Floyd is terrible, and I understand you may not be in a good place right now. I want you to know that." you know, it's not okay what they did and that I support you and whatever you need, I'm here. Air horns. Yeah, it was Hand it claps. was really deep. It was something like really unexpected. It happened mm-hmm. random at like 4.30, but you know, we just get sometimes in these mindsets where we feel so alone and it's so important that we take time to like check in with other people. It's okay to vent, find somebody to vent to and kind of get it off your chest. Don't internalize all of it. Because you just don't want to have that extra stress. Stress kills. It yeah, really does. Yes. So, you know, you have to take care of your body and you have to take care of your mind. So that's really important. Absolutely. I um, I feel like for me, kind of just going on the one word theme, I just think about longevity. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the, there's nothing to me in these situations that can last this long. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially now, social media is involved and whatnot. Like, things are getting kind of, like, out of control really quickly. And we, if we were in Minnesota right now, this would be a totally different podcast, you know. So we're still, we know what's going on. It's affecting us, but we're still removed right now. But what happens when it happens in Grand Rapids? What happens when it comes to Kalamazoo? What happens when it comes to Lansing? Which, as it did, then there was a whole meme, you know what I'm saying, That with, with that shit, not meme, but, you know, whole picture side by side. We got armed 
men coming to the Capitol building, not peaceful, you know what I'm saying? I mean, not like violent, but not peaceful, armed men. Why are you, like, just the whole thing versus unarmed men being killed versus, you know, so anyways, the riots and all that kind of stuff is actually really scary because, you know, what if they was to set something on fire? What if they was to set anything close to here on fire? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just really scary. I just think about the longevity of it. Um, And also... You know, just even in this podcast, this conversation, I I was kind of thinking, I don't have a solution either. I don't really know. Was it wrong for them to riot? Do we do... do... Saw hashtag, not a new thing. No justice, no peace. I don't... Was it wrong for, you know, George Floyd to have getting killed? Yes. Was it wrong for the riots? Yes. But we got... We have to be heard. And then I saw the quote from Martin Luther King, um, his son, down, great son, I don't know, fucking the third or fourth Wop or something. the bam, you feel me? Air horns, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> but, you know, and he was like, that the riots are a result of the unheard. I think when it comes to the riots, the thing that's unfortunate is when black people riot, it's an issue. Correct. But when white people riot. Or do anything crazy, like I said, the, the, attack silence. the Capitol pretty yeah, much. Lansing looked like Charlottesville. I don't know if y'all remember kind of like Charlottesville. When yeah, they over, with the charge and everything. Exactly yeah, like Charlottesville. Tiki torches, AR-15s, unnecessarily. For, right. for um, what? Wrap it up. Uh, uh, can I wrap it up? Yep. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm about to go there. Oh, God. I'm about to go there. I'm a little lit. I'm a little <laughs> high. I'm a little tipsy. But let me let me let me explain something. When black folks protested in Minnesota, they did so peacefully and they were met with forceful arms. But when that black man died down in Georgia and the Black Panthers came to the party and they walked through the streets with AR-15s, you didn't hear about it. You know why? Because it was black men armed. If you want to protest, come armed. Come the same way, the same exact way the white people do. Play the game the same exact way the white people do. They tell us we're citizens, right? They tell us we have the same rights, right? So act accordingly. If the white folks can storm Lansing in Michigan with their AR-15s and be just as forceful, why can't we do it, right? Because the ideology behind us as a people is, oh, we'll get shot for that. Well, therein lies the question for me, how about it is you? Is you willing to get shot behind this shit? Is you willing is you willing to take your little AR fifteen? Because I know black folks got the same artillery as white folks. Yes. You feel me? I come from the south suburbs of Chicago. I dwell on the south side of Chicago, one of the most crime ridden places in this country. I done seen it all. I done been through it all. I done fought for my freedom in, in different places <laughs> across this country. So with that being said, the same way you'll be on a street corner, protest like that and see how them cops treat you. The reason why no one did anything crazy when the white folks stormed Lansing is because they had the AR-15s. Well, I'll give you an example. When the Black Panthers protested and marched down in Georgia, did they have any problems? They had the AR-15s. They was out there suited and booted. You don't hear about that, right? No. You only hear about the protesters in Minneapolis now who 
set shit on fire. Right. But they weren't armed. Being crazy. And, right. and it's crazy to me, right? Hear me out. How motherfuckers who unarmed, who like peacefully protesting, set shit on fire as opposed to the niggas who got guns, who could be considered thugs, and nothing happens and you don't report on it. Like, my my whole thing behind a lot of this shit is look. Pay attention. One of the most things that were drilled in my head growing up was pay attention. Pay attention, pay attention. I don't give a fuck what the media is telling you. I don't give a fuck what Facebook is telling you. I don't give a fuck what Twitter is telling you. Just pay attention. Decipher things for yourself. Yes. And with that being <coughs> said, this country was never made for us. If a car was made to run off of gasoline and you try to put oil in the tank, it don't run, right? So what make you think that, oh, if you get elected to here, if you get elected to there, change is going to come? People upset about the police. I'll give you a little history lesson. Where did the police come from? Does anybody know? No, 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 no. It's not even malicious. Where did the police start? Do you know? KKK? No. <laughs> slave patrol. Dan, patr- Dan no. knows. No, yeah, no. it was slave patrol. When slave they, patrol. When you, uh, when you freed the slaves, you still needed a way to round them up, get them together. And then if you think about when you go to prison, you use your right to vote. You use <laughs> ways to get jobs. Slave, yeah, pol- we all, police were never meant to protect police, black people. It was meant police, to get another form of slavery. Police, police, are the, <laughs> police are the modern day slave patrol. So I'm not here to say, I'm not here advocating for change. I'm not here for that. What I'm saying is pay attention and look at history. History will tell you everything you need to know. Absolutely, because history repeats itself. This was actually a topic for me, not this specific thing, but I think um, you should exercise your uh, right to bear arm before it's the issue. It's the Second Amendment. The first one, the First Amendment gives you the right to talk shit. The second one gives you the, the right to bear arms. God damn it, that ain't a hillbilly from Alabama, right? <laughs> Right. Or if that ain't a motherfucker <laughs> from the middle of the butt fuck nowhere in Michigan, right? So, yeah. Like, it's really crazy. And like I said, I didn't want to talk about it too much, you know, on the podcast just because it's a. Because we got to keep it politically correct. We got to keep it light, right? too. Like, right? people, you know what I'm saying? I don't want people, you know, listening to this in the car crying or something. You know, I just, I want to touch on it and I want people to know that we have like mindedness, but I don't want to overdo it with negative shit because we have to think we need to use that energy that would have taken from us to try to figure out what can I do in this? What does that mean for me? I think the question there lies right now though as we stand right now in 2020 (laughs) right? It's what? Friday May 29th 2020 right? And where we're at right now is the question of how long do we keep it PC and how long before we just wild the fuck out to get our point across? As a majority, because we see in spots we're wilding out. Minneapolis is one example down in Louisville. Like, don't get me wrong. The shit that happened in Minneapolis is an atrocity. But what about Louisville? Like, yo, y'all served a warrant, a no knock warrant, right, to a house searching for a person who was already in custody and ended up killing a person. And then you charge another person. Like a no-knock warrant. Do do we all understand what a no-knock warrant is? That means I don't come knock on the door. I just kick in the door. Imagine someone kicking in your door, 
coming to arrest you with guns blazing, and you shoot back out of defense. A woman died behind that. And the person that they were looking for was already in custody. So I get what's going on. But, like, the question is, how much longer does us or whoever identifies as being woke or a part of whatever continues to apply pressure with gentleness as opposed to force? Right. I mean, I, and that's where that's the divide. That's what kind of goes back to really wrap it up. The longevity. What does the future look like? Right. We don't know. Because this is all, everything's kind of new. Looks so, ugly. anyways, we're, we're switching it. We're switching it, right? I don't want to say conspiracy. No, not conspiracy. I love a cons- conspiracy. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we talked about earlier plant based food. Ew. You're against it. I've had some good bean burgers. Ugh. Bean burger. Does that sound good? Chrissy's a vegetarian. vegetarian. Oh, my God. You don't care. Hello. <laughs> Dad, save me, my nigga. Flat twist. I cook what Pepper wants. We're a vegetarian household. No. Oh, look what you thought you was gonna get. God damn, my nigga, what you mean? No swine. We're vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I should give you more inform- more background mm-hmm. of where it came from. Last year was like my first year doing it. 2019. Oh, so you just knew to this shit. You ain't so, true to this shit. It's not even that it's <laughs> a lot about being a vegetarian. It was more so of every year I don't have like a fast or a resolution more so. Mm-hmm. I find a way to challenge myself. So I like give up something that I kind of was already thinking about letting go anyway. Right. So it started off when I was in like high school with like soda and then every year it just became more and more and I was like, let's really challenge yourself. And I was like, hmm, I've never really liked meat. I know. You don't like chicken? I give, I give you don't like chicken? A second to you don't like chicken? No, no, no. Answer the goddamn question. You don't like chicken? No. And I, a little more background. My mama the can't cook well. My up. mama can't cook well. So goddamn, so you going to throw your mother under the bus? You going to throw your goddamn mother under the bus? She knows she can't cook. I'm going to put her out. Is your mama black, black? She, uh, she no. black and mixed with some other shit. She black. She black, black? My great-grandma Sarah made some great chicken. I used to love going over there because every day she made Dang. chicken. My great-grandma Sarah. Yo, my gra- mom couldn't but, but cook. But your mama ain't shit. Don't do her like that. Whoa. Anyways. <laughs> no, no. Christy so, has a floor. I didn't really <laughs> like meat anyways. And then it was just like, you know, I had read an article about how cows fart and it's just not good for the what? environment. Nigga, we don't give a fuck. Like, I was just like, you know what? Let me just do my little part. I wasn't expecting Please that. Please no, Let me be free. And I was just like, let me do my part. And, you know, I'm really, I was really having a day where I was like really passionate about climate change. <laughs> and I was just like, I need to challenge myself anyways. And then I recognized it was really easy. Like I went the whole year and I was just like. Right. You know what's you really about fryer? it? They, um, yeah, we have an air fryer. And what y'all cooking, y'all air fryer? Potatoes. They say, y'all though, like they fries, say though. that one. Yeah, um, can't give up the french fries. If you can control what you put into your mouth, you can control a lot. Yeah. That's a strong change for sure. I, it's crazy because I never really, I never really thought about meat one way or the other. It what was always, it was always a part of my diet, you know, it's always been a part of my diet. So I uh, was in a relationship with somebody who would, would cut out meat sometimes, not all the time, was like not a non-meat eater, but it was just, he would just cut it out sometimes. Like, I'm not eating meat this week. And I'm like, what? 
Um, so that's what kind of got, you know, to me. Actually, it was funny because I was telling my family about this burger I ate, and my aunt was like, uh, did your boyfriend say that? I said, damn, I can't choose to not have me. She's like, well, you never like have Like, you ain't got a choice? That's what I'm like. Like, you so I don't have self-control, auntie? Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Anyways, but also, like, what you said about fasting, um, because, I mean, again, not a lot of research here, but you don't need to necessarily eat every day. You don't need to eat all the time, you know? And um, I found myself kind of more so just over the last month or so eating one time a day and being completely fine with it. Now, it was a, it was a process. I started with the uh, fasting, doing 16 and 8, so 16-hour fast, 8 hours of eating. And then I just kind of kept pushing it a little bit more. But it wasn't me pushing it. And initially, it was mentally me pushing it. But it was more so my body then responded to that and didn't really need it. So I wasn't, hung- I wasn't hungry. I was, you know, doing it at 12 o'clock. Now all of a sudden by 1 o'clock, now I'm hungry. Then 2 o'clock, okay, yeah. now I'm a little bit hungry at 2. Then 3 or whatever, you know. So that's where I got into that. And now it's like, you know, one meal a day. I try to make sure that I get in. Um, well, let me not, Let me not cap. Ideally, I would try to make sure I still got it in my fruits and vegetables and whatnot, but just a one meal a day, that's more than enough energy to sustain your body. People fast for, you know, a week or whatever. I just think, again, it's about a mental thing um, for that. So as the co-host of this show, I'm going to butt in. I'm a nigga nigga. I eat fried chicken on a regular, right? For the past, I don't know, maybe 10 years, I only typically eat one major meal a day. It's some fried shrimp. It's some fried chicken. It's some fried. Cause I'm a nigga, and uh, it's don't speak I, for all of us. No, I'm not speaking for all of us. I really us. don't prefer. I'm speaking food, for myself, anyways. and you know, <laughs> I'm I, a nigga too. Niggas are vegetarians. You know, I, I, <laughs> right, I, I've been right? to the maybe because you feel some type. Because I'm looking at you, and no, you, no, you know, it's okay. okay. But you know, I, I've been to the doctor. I had my checkups. Doc say, you know, what you doing? I say, nigga, I smoke weed. Smoke cigarettes. Okay, here, I drink Hennessy. I, I smoke weed. I eat fried chicken. I eat some fried chicken, my nigga. You know what the Cut nigga tell mic. me? You know what the nigga tell me? You're not at risk for diabetes. Your cholesterol ain't too crazy. Keep doing what you're doing, and that's what I'm doing. And so I, I will give a caveat. It's not so. I have meat every once in a while. Right. It's just not like a, we eat a lot of eggs. So every month we buy eggs. eight dozen eggs. Eggs are delicious. I be running around this bitch farting in the yeah. motherfucker. So we eat, we eat a lot of before. eggs. When he, first one he <laughs> said, he was like, we eat a lot of eggs. Yeah. I said, oh, yeah. I be farting. Morning farting. So the morning, the morning, the morning. Now steak and eggs grocery, is great, but the and morning poops. we go poops, to the grocery store ooh. and I normally buy, will buy one or two packs of meat. What like type that. of eggs y'all eating? They y'all eating, eating eggs and beans cake? for the record, y'all. Y'all eating, <laughs> brown, y'all eating the organic <laughs> eggs? Mind your business. Our diet out there. Y'all eating the organic eggs? No, I don't like... I don't Body like, for the BC. I like my regular eggs. eggs. I like my eggs. I will cage. say, let, wait, cage. really yeah, quick, I, I, I really like quick, y'all. What you mean you don't like free range? I don't like, they don't taste. They don't That's taste a whole nother budget conversation. <laughs> yeah, it is also, it's a budget. Let me get the floor. So, I will say this. You cut out meat. You eat eggs and beans, stomach on flat flat. I got a Snapchat. I don't video. give a oh, fuck yeah. about <laughs> talking about a stomach on flat flat. I don't care about that. I woke up. I said, "Damn, this was one week." Damn, is that and the I difference? Was, one Damn, week. Let me ask you a question. Are you as, as the co-host of the show? Let me ask you a question. Is that the difference between men and women? Is about the flat flat on the stomach 
Do you necessarily care about having a flat flat on the stomach? Because me, I feel like I could come in with a little bit of the Gucci belly, and that gave me more love than actually being, you know. Oh, yeah. So, so, so I would tell you my my rule is that I'm staying the size that I met my woman at. Ooh. So, <laughs> so whatever. Even though she balls, gunshots, yeah. everything. <laughs> God damn. You would yeah. never look so. Uh, oh, oh, I need, I need hand claps. I need bombs. So I, I need gunshots. So how I got her. How I got her. I'm gonna keep it at. Keep it that way. So, so I didn't meet her. I didn't meet her with a Gucci belly, and I, I don't think I'm gonna keep her with a Gucci belly. She, she'll be happy, but she it ain't the same thing. She ain't gonna like you like that. Yeah, cause it's a it, yeah. slippery slope. Yeah, and I, and to me, it's something like that. I want you to come in the house every day, say that that's my nigga. Fuck you, look good. Not say that. Draws, what the fuck? Man. What the fuck? Like, Period. no, is that, <laughs> is that no? I look the same way as you do. So whatever she eat, I eat. So like that, you ain't gonna be out here looking good, and I'm up here a, looking like a slide. Damn, as, as a single nigga, that's why I gotta get in line. As a yeah, single. you gotta start. Look, I'm telling you. Shit, I need to fly on here. Look, I have a happy head. home. Right? <laughs> I eat what, I eat what my, what my woman say she want to eat. That's what we eat. <laughs> I'm a distance. Go ahead, find me somebody that like fried food. <laughs> uh, you know the way, the way my my, you know my stomach and my. My metabolism and my, my, my taste buds set up. You know, I like fried shrimp. Shrimp scampi cool. <laughs> but I love me some fried chicken, fried hard. You know, I barbecue any motherfucking weekend. It's over 60 degrees. I'm barbecue is cool, but that's not frightful. So, okay, disclaimer. But it's heavy, though. If you've, if you've made it this far in the podcast, thank you, first of all. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't want to say I don't know, but I don't, I don't really fry chicken. It's not a thing for me. Who are you? I can fry fish. Who are you? But I don't really fry chicken. You frying salmon? No. What you frying? I'm not really frying food. I might, you know, cook it lightly in oil. I'm but done. But I'm not. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of this conversation. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up. I got a story for y'all. Dan, I already told you. Stories. Because I, I was livid. I was, Stories. I had like probably five minutes between a Zoom call and I said, somebody got to hear this. Okay, let's go. So, my apartments, right? Uh-huh. Lease was, I, I started my new lease on the 15th of March. Lease was up in my old apartments on the 31st of March, right? So, long story short, on the 23rd, they caught me and they like, hey, pandemic outside. We leave in the office. Ain't nobody moving in this bitch. So, you know, you could just chill. We're going to come back on the 14th. Long as you out by then, you good. Long story short, I was not good. Got a letter in the mail from the apartment complex. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, okay. I was not good. I'm like, this might be a check. I literally, I walked with my mailbox. <laughs> I swear on everything. You were strutting to the mailbox this like might you were going to get check paid? After oh, I no. it was in the apartments, right? So I'm like, I open it up on my way back to my apartment. Open it oh, up. no. And it was not a check, right? So it was like, okay, you got this cost, this cost, this cost. And then they tried to uh, charge me for the days that they told me that I had to worry about. So I'm like, okay. Call up there. They ain't even at the office. They, I caught the answering service. They're like, well, they spend like two hours at the office, whatever. Call back, finally get through to them. They like, uh, well, you know. Let me talk to my manager, and I because I told him I said y'all called me on the twenty third and said I was cool. Y'all was in the office. They're like, let me talk to my manager. I'll call you back. They call back like, well, I think we can credit you five days. Where in the hell did you get five days from? <laughs> what is five days? They be doing folks so dirty. That, like, what is a five days? What is that? 
So I let them talk or whatever, and she's, I don't even remember what she said. I said, okay, cool. Well, I'm not paying it, and we can go to court about it. Ooh. I'm calm the whole time, right? Because I'm straight. That's it. Straight like that. Not paying. We can go to court about it. She like, Jasmine, calm down. Literally on the phone. <laughs> swear to God, I can't make this up. Of she course. said, Jasmine, calm down. I'm trying to help you out. And, whoop -dee -wah, whoop -dee -wah. and I'm like, uh. Trying to help you out. First of all, baby, I was calm. You really trying to elevate me, and I don't want to use the energy. Elevate. Me not being calm would be up to the leasing office where I know where it's at. Rah, 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 I would have showed rah, rah. up in person. Fuck is you talking about? I am calm. So I'm like, I haven't raised my voice, haven't used any profanity, so I am calm. Um, but first of all, I know y'all, and that's where y'all going to take it because I'm not paying it. What is the alternative? I'm not paying it. Long story short, again, didn't have to pay it. Yeah. <laughs> I love Lord. that story. Air That's horns. A good <laughs> Air horns from Air Air Air. Win and, for a black And cloud woman. applause at you that know. point. But we're going to wrap this podcast up. Thank you again uh, if you're listening to it at this point. I Where really can they find you? you? Where can they find you? Okay, another pop quiz. SoundCloud. Uh, Apple. No, no, like on social oh, media. Oh, social media. Jazzy X World. Okay. On what? Instagram? Anything. Okay. <laughs> Email. Like, I Where don't can know, they anything. find the podcast? Uh, SoundCloud. Uh huh. Apple. Uh huh. One more. Spotify. Spotify. I'm sorry. I hate Lord. Spotify. I and, know. And with that I'm being said, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. All right, y'all. Love you.